Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast, and today we are going to do the Port Adelaide 2020 season preview. So before we get into 2020, we'll have a look back at 2019 and what it meant for the Port Magpies. Uh, so they finished, or Port Power even. Um, yeah. But we'll get on to the Magpies in a little bit. Um, they finished 10th on 11 wins. Um, how did you see that as a pass fail um, for them? Oh, that was a big pass, mind. Uh, yeah. I thought they had no chance of playing finals. Um, lots of holes in their side. I feel like that's a pretty good effort for them to get get that many wins on the board. I think as soon as Ollie Wines went skin, um, preseason, yeah, their season was fucked. Because uh, a player that goes down with the injury in the preseason is bad. When he goes down uh, doing something he fucking shouldn't be, that's wor- much worse. Well, there's a lot to that, isn't there? Because at the end of the day, the players are human and they're allowed to you know, yeah. have a life outside of footy and and do what they want to do, but. Um, you also have a responsibility to your job to yeah. lock up to work. And I mean, the rest of the teammates, you've got a responsibility to keep away from Jack Watts. <laughs> <laughs> I think players should be able to do a lot of stuff. Like if they if pre, they want to go for a beer, you know, they want to head up to Wet and Wild, uh, swimming in tits or whatever. <laughs> that's that's their job, that to enjoy themselves in off-season because they can't do it during the season. Yeah. Uh, but going water skiing is another level, um, particularly when it's such a heavy pull on your upper body. Yeah. And he's had upper body issues before. So, look, I can see how he'd want to do it. Yeah. And look, he's got a decent rig. Get it out when you can. But uh, see, it's a risk, and this is the risk you take. Because I I do think that, you know, players, let, let them do whatever they want to do. But at the same time, like, this is your job. And, you know, if I did something on the weekend that meant I couldn't work on Monday, yeah. my job would be pissed off too. Fuck yeah. That's why I can't get drunk on Monday nights. I've got drinking to do on Tuesday morning. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go through. What were the highs um, for Port in 2019? I think it was their ability to hit the scoreboard, despite the fact a lot of their uh, big money forwards sucked. Well, Charlie Dixon did spend, I think, the first 10 games um, out. And I, I don't, don't know how many games he came back for, but um, he certainly you know, was the, the focal point of their forward line for the last couple of years. And when he's not playing um, because of a, a persistent ankle injury, I think, mm. um, does leave a little bit of a hole. Well, Dixon, uh, Westhoff's up there a fair bit too, and he was pretty ordinary. He's, he's their swing man, yeah. Mm. Uh, Robbie Gray didn't have a good season by his standards. These are pretty good highs. <laughs> Their highs is that uh, they're able to get good scores on the board uh, despite not having those players in form. Um, A lot of that come from Sam Gray. Uh, He was a bit of an X-factor up there for a fair bit. Did they have many off-field discrepancies? I mean, obviously injuries is what we're talking about, but there's no real incidents. I mean, they got got some... 
you know, some people that have been known to, to have some yeah. some extra well, I mean, curricular. I think shit. it might have been right at the start of off season last year where we had the swimming and tits uh, yeah. that Josh referred to, but. Um, I, it only endeared people to Jack Watts, it, it, yeah. even if it was the year before. The, well, it did give uh, him some personality, which he has yeah. not shown anything of yeah. prior. Um, and, you know, uh, when he was playing at the start of the year before he did his knee, he looked all right. He looked free. Yeah. 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 I think that incident made Jack Watts more marketable. Maybe. if you were um, hmm. uh, Kapersky or Norton Antivirus, yeah. he should be your spokesman on cybersecurity. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> log out, motherfuckers. Uh, exactly. <laughs> especially if you're chatting to someone else and the missus is on your computer. Um, I had one of the highs was round five against West Coast, beating them uh, over in uh, in Perth. Not by a small amount either. Um, no, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't West Coast playing badly either. It mm. was Port doing what they wanted to do. And uh, after the game, you know, Ken Hinckley said it's the best game he's ever seen. Yeah. Or um, them play, um, which is probably a little bit of hyperbole mm. um, or, or hyperbole, but uh, it. Um, it was a really strong win against the side that was probably favourite for the flag and defending champions at the time as well. Um, I put their young brigade, uh, Connor Rosie, uh, Dersma and uh, uh, Butters, yeah. um, really showing some promise. Oh, they're three with very big star potential. I mean, yep. Rosie was just unlucky. He's in the same draft year as um, old mate Walsh. Walsh. Yeah. yeah. But uh, any other season, he'd be the Norwich Rising star. Or whatever it fucking is now. Yeah, I guess it hasn't been called Norwich for 15 years, but I still call it Norwich sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah I mean, the Ansett Cup will be good this year too, I think. But um, <laughs> no, the, Rosie is just superstar written all over him. Yeah, and he's got talent. He seems like the sort of bloke that can handle that pressure though. Like he's not one of the um, the young fragile lads. He's not yeah. afraid to mix it up, which you know I always like. I like uh, a young lad that's not afraid to put his body on the line. What do you make of uh, Dersma's uh, firing the arrow? Oh, uh, celebration. I don't give a fuck. Fine, yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see more of this shit. What I like is that he is stuck with it. Yeah, like he he must have known. Like some people are going to think I'm a flog, but he's gone. You know what? I'm doing it every goal. Don't care. So, if they rock up to boo you, you're done your job. Exactly. Exactly right. And we we're talking about this on the weekend. Actually, we we're watching some of the UFC fights where um, we know that some fighters will go out and get booed because mm. they know it means more people are going to watch. Yeah. You know? um, uh, McGregor does a lot of it, obviously, and yeah, a yeah. lot of the trash talk. Football players are not allowed to. No. Um, I feel like it's time for a change. I think it's time for a change. Yeah. I, I think there's plenty of players who are the bad guy to every other team. Yeah. Yeah, but never in the media. Like, they won't hype up a game. Yeah, but here's the thing. I feel like the... Well, Toby Green copped a fair bit of it. See, I think the legit old-school media has a much smaller reach on... Football fans as a whole now yeah. with the obviously podcasts and all sorts of blogs and online content that you can get and create for free, basically. Yep. Um, I feel like there's a massive shift, not only in football. Obviously, football is a bit behind the rest of the media that's already well ahead of transitioning from, you know, watching the news to reading Reddit or listening to a yeah. podcast or, you know, instead of a debate, you watch Rogan. Um, so I feel like there is a massive market for that. It's just not the traditional uh, for, for the heel. oligarchs of the media yeah, to play that the we heel. just look to. Yeah. Like, well, Kane Corn has got that cornered. But he's not he's not a player. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want someone who's plain and uh, trust me, Kane Corns will think that dude's an absolute wanker. And I'm like, that's the benchmark of the Arctic for knowing <laughs> what you're doing right. Um oh, I'm trying to think. There's a few of them going around who don't give a fuck about the bad guy. I mean, obviously Toby Green's one of them. Yeah, but that's but all I want, on field. I want off field. I want good guys pretending to be bad guys and getting real stuck in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, like Harley Bunnell. 
Uh, you got to play not, though. Not stuck into the yeah. gear. You got to play. <laughs> but I remember way back when um, Andrew Jarman um, had a column in the paper while he was playing, and he said, "We'll muzzle the dogs," and they got flogged. Mm. And I think the ever, ever since nobody has said anything bad about the opposition pre-match. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think um, Akamanis kind of did that a couple of times as well. He said about his own team, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I don't want, I don't want so much about teams. I want to see some one-on-one personal, yeah. personal stuff going on. No, I beat him every time I play him. You know, he's he's exactly. nothing to worry about. Oh, he's, 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 he should be worried, worried about, about me. He's my bunny kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Go Get stuck it. in. Really put the pressure on. But I mean, you got to go pretty far. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the other high, well, although Sam Mitchell did the injection thing. That was during the game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he yeah. didn't back down from it afterwards. I think he was kind of like, oh, yeah, sorry if they were offended. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the banter's got to come. Do it in the papers. Do it on, you know, I was going to say the footy show, but, you know. <laughs> got to apologise to absolutely nobody. Exactly. <laughs> and say that. Come out. Yeah. I am apologising to absolutely yeah. nobody. I think they suck. I'm going to kick their ass. Yeah. Um, on the highs too, uh, Travis Boak had probably his greatest season. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Headed over the captaincy at the start of the year and nobody thought he was uh, the wrong captain for the side. Mm. Um, but decided, you know, let's step back, you know, your family, let's concentrate on footy and goddamn it worked. He had an absolutely brilliant year. Yeah, yep. Um, so where are the lows? For I was going to say one more high. Oh, you um, one more? Dan Houston. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could not have recognised him round one. And by the end of it, I had every port supporter I knew pointing him out to me every chance they got. Mm, yeah. uh, and they got a fair few fucking chances. Um, oh, and since we're doing the highs that we forgot, uh, 10 goals in a showdown, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a nice day. I should also say uh, the St. Kilda game, they were extremely accurate. Um, they kicked 22 goals, uh, nine I think it was. Joyce's. And uh, 22 seven, so even better. Accuracy is good footy, yep. as uh, we've said many, many a time. And after the ball. Yeah, and yeah. They, they weren't very accurate over the season, but that particular match, they were just stunningly brilliant. Yeah, well, turning that into the lows, obviously accuracy cost them against GWS, a game they should have won. Yep. Uh, went down by a point. Uh, kicked seven goals, 13 to GWS, 8-8. Eight, eight. Which obviously means you've got more of the ball and yeah. uh, blasted away a little bit and haven't used it right. Um, there is one big obvious low, and I think uh, it was uh, a highlight of the year for you, Josh. Oh, uh, they uh, they came in to the round twenty two match coming off back to back hundred point uh, scores one twenty six one oh three and uh, got absolutely fucking hammered by North. They look like witches hats out there. Yeah, yeah. and um, I was at that game and I fucking loved it. Um, <laughs> I was sitting amongst Port supporters because uh, a good mate of mine has got Port season tickets. Yeah, and I, I was trying to play it cool. Um, but in the end, I got sent to the back benches. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you better fucking leave. And that was at a point where, ladder-wise, they were edging towards North, right, but they couldn't a, finish? Well, they had a chance. They still had a mathematical chance to finish in finals. But um, a, a better than 50% chance, I think it was, at that stage, yeah. if they had a good win. Yeah. And I think North was about a 20% chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it, it's funny, you know, if you're a key backman, you think, I'll keep their forward. He's only had 11 touches for the day. I've done all right. Benny Brown kicked 10 goals one yeah. from his 11 <laughs> touches. He, he did well stopping him from getting the ball. The problem was it turned to gold every time he touched it. <laughs> yeah, and the other sucky part is uh, that Larky got five goals and got forgotten about. But, um... <laughs> and, and I think I've said this multiple times when we did the round, Ben Brown kicked 10, wasn't best on ground. He might have got yeah, three no. ground low votes, but he was not best on ground. Yeah, uh, Which shows just how dominant um, North Melbourne were able to be. Yeah, so that'd be the low for them because North and Port are around the same stage yeah. um, and they played a very similar style too. Very focused on a, a tall forward, uh, very dependent on 
old legs in the middle. Yeah. And uh, their their back line can be hit or miss. I think they've both got like a lot of players when they get the ball, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Where's this one going? Yeah. Pal Pepper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So let's have a look at their list changes over the offseason. I was going to say, the other thing about that game is that uh, Pittard and Polek were were actually pretty decent. And there's nothing you hate more than a player who leaves your club and gets better. Now, Pittard did. Was this the first year that. Of Pollack and Pittard or second year? First year. First year. So if I remember right then, Pittard had an absolute shocker when they played against Port earlier on in the year and made up for it a little bit in this game, if I remember. Yeah, he was more than handy um, in the return leg because Port won the the first one at home. If I remember it correctly, um, Hickens got injured in that game too. Um, But um, uh, Pittard had more turnovers than possessions. It felt like. Yeah, and uh, I was at Adelaide for that one too. And yeah. he got booed <laughs> relentlessly, yeah, wow. which is fucking weird for a player that left uh, because everyone hated him in the supporters <laughs> unit. Mm, like, yeah. He was their blame bunny. And then they still hated him on the opposition. I'm like, <laughs> look, you got something for someone you hated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, should you celebrate this? But um, he had a shitty game then and they gave oh, it to they him. They enjoyed as it, as you do. And yeah. look, I, as I, you'd I get it. Uh, but he kind of got the return back and look, you know, I guess next season will determine whether who gets the last laugh there. Yeah. <laughs> Long way to go in that in that one. Um, so look at their list changes in the offseason for Port. Um, no big ins, uh, really. Um, but I, I do think that they have loaded up on draft picks a little bit because there are a few father and sons coming through in next year's draft yeah. that I'm yep. sure that they're very interested in. Um, on the outs, though, uh, Billy Frampton, who becomes only the second or third player, I think, that's gone from one Adelaide club to the other. So he's gone across mm-hmm. the road. Yeah, and look, they're not missing him. No, I think I think no, they, they catch up with every week. But in the same city still. Yeah, he's a handy player. Um, Dougal Howard though uh, is uh, moved on. Um, I don't like that move from Port Adelaide at all. No, that was that was weird, um, especially because players of his quality that play back or that can play back, yeah, are pretty rare. He's a good player. I, I, yeah. I thought he was very solid. You know, his his worst game was um, not that far from his best. You know, he's very consistent and. Uh, I thought you could build a, a backline around him. I mean, he might not be all Australian, but he's reliable. Uh, I think all Australian backman is such a. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A weird uh, hat to wear because it's so hard to rate a backman because they can have the best game of their life and you don't see them because yeah. they shut their player down. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas they can have... You know, a brilliant game in a shit three minutes. They get four goals kicked yeah. on them, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that a shit game. Yeah, they're um, fired up. Yeah, but having said that, I 
from what I remember, they were trying to play him out of position a lot because they had to because they were losing players yeah. left, right, and centre of injury. Uh, and he just got the shit with it. He's like, no, I want to play uh, backline permanently. And they're like, oh, we can't guarantee that. And so St Kilda said, look, we'll do whatever you like. Yeah. And uh, he's gone, sweet. And you're throwing some cash? Yep, we will. All right. That works. And uh, over to St Kilda as Ryder as well. I think that's a bit of a win-win for player and club mm. there because uh, Ryder, injuries haven't been kind to him the last couple of years. And I think yeah. he's 30, 31. I just don't get what St Kilda did that for when they've got uh, a decent ruck stock. But anyway, they've um, they've well, done it and Port Adelaide are probably the beneficiaries of that. They got rid of some rucks, St Kilda. They got one good young ruckman, but um, you kind of want two and you don't mind the older bloke sort of playing... 30% ruck and, yeah. you know, 70% coach. Um, yeah, and type to be of stuff. fair, Ryder's best is pretty fucking good, but well, his worst is really bad. Yeah. His worst is injuries. Like, yeah. you, spend, you can, uh, you know, sit on the bench for three three quarters sometimes. Uh, I think Port, their ruck stocks are looking, you know, serviceable. Yeah, it yeah. looks like they've got a plan. You've got Lissette, obviously, who's 20, late 20s, fucking yeah. whatever he is. Premiership ruckman, obviously, as yeah. well. Yes. Um, I, I, I love Marshall. the way he goes about yeah. it. Yeah, but you got Sam May as well. I think he played a couple of games last year, if my research serves me right. And um, Sam Hayes, who, big dude, 20 years old, still got plenty of years before he starts getting a kick, but you've got that progression where you can see what's going to happen. You've got the uh, Daniel Gorringe, you know, he's over 200 yeah. centimetres, so yeah. he's, he's got a couple of years yet. Uh, Broad Brent um, retired, um, and not to be rude, but I thought he retired the year before, yep. um, but he played a great game in, in his last game, and uh, one of those uh, absolute clubmen that... Um, would be appreciated by Port Adelaide more than any other um, yeah. t- team supporters going around. And Jack Trengrove as well, yeah. who I don't think got up. He might have got up for one or two games this year, but uh, injuries obviously robbed him of his best foot. Mm. Actually, one question I think it's worth asking. Can we? Uh, do you think the jury's still out, or can we say who won the Wingard-Burton trade? I think after one year, we we might give it a, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see how it plays out. But who'd you say is ahead at the moment? Because Wingard had some good games, but he went missing for a lot too. Well, he didn't play a lot. I'm going to say, yeah. check who played more games because mm. Ryan Burton, I think, played six games for the year. Um, I'll look that up. Yeah. So I'll get Jamie onto it. Yeah, sure. pull pull that one up, Jamie. Um, but yeah, I do think it's a bit early to say who won that one. But um, what really uh, Port Adelaide got out of it was, I believe, Connor Rosie. Yeah, might have been the pick they, uh, the the extra pick they got. Right. Um, that uh, w- with the trade that they used. So um, I can tell you, Chad Wingard, I think played fourteen um, games on the year. So Ryan Burton, you pick it up. So uh, it's, it's years to come. Um, yeah, Burton played sixteen. There you go. Um, yeah, Wingard played 14. Yeah, um, Wingard played that much. There you go. Yeah, averaging a uh, Let's have a look. Yeah. He got a, got a little bit of the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at Wingard too, his last three rounds, I think he was best on ground for, you know, two or... Yeah. Plus, I think I watched Port play once this year or yeah. last year. Um, Burton did his hamstring like early on. Um, th- there's lots to come. Lots to come in that one. It's uh, too far away to say. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and the other out, like you just mentioned, was Jack Trengrove. Um, so looking at 2020, their draw um, coming in, their double-ups for the year are Adelaide, Gold Coast, Hawthorne, the Bulldogs, and West Coast. Or Adelaide, Gold Coast, they'll be very happy with. Um, I think that West Coast and the Bulldogs might be too much for them, and Hawthorne is probably around the mark for them. Well, there's always a benchmark team, and to me, the double-up with Hawthorne puts them as it. Yeah. I'd say as and then are the other... Uh, around the mark and probably north as well. Yeah, sort of around that middle mark last mm. year and this year. Yeah, whereas if you can beat them, 
uh, you're in for a very good season. Probably get about 12, 13 wins, maybe play finals. If you lose to them, you're looking at about six wins for the season yeah. and you're under pressure. Because um, Hinckley was uh, under a lot of pressure and that got to him. Um, all right, well, we will get to that in very shortly, I believe. Uh, who's in for a big year for Port Adelaide this year? I really want to say Robbie Gray because um, he's a quality talent. Didn't show as much last season, but I think he's too good to be kept down for too long. Yeah, and I'm going to apologise here. I, I have missed something very big in their outs with Sam Gray. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should yeah. have mentioned that. Uh, my fault, I, I missed that one off. Um, there is no rhyme or reason to letting Sam Gray go. He was far too good. Um, yeah, he was He was a, a quality small forward and yeah. pinch hit around the middle as well. Like, very busy player. Yeah. Um, um, trouble uh, for anybody to match up against. Um, I don't know why um, they traded him out, but... Um, Might have yeah. been a monetary thing. Maybe they're trying to clean up some money don't for know. a big fish next year. Or maybe, you know, they're looking at you know, Rosie and Butters and thinking, oh, they're younger versions of him. Maybe, yeah. but he still had value yeah. as far as I can see. Well, anyway. If they are, they better put them on 10-year contracts pretty much straight away. Yeah. So who's in for a big year then for Port? Now that I jumped the gun up there. Well, not um, Sam Gray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Gray. Yeah. He's the he's the one that I think he's too good to be too bad for too long. Yep. I've got young Xavier Dersma. I thought he's one that's had lots of talent. Um, he obviously killed it as a youngster coming through the ranks. Um, he's played 20 games as a 19-year-old, kicked 11 goals as a midfielder. And I think there's plenty of room for him to grow in that midfield now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you drop him forward as well, because obviously he's still a bit young and undersized to play a consistent role in midfield. But I think he can be a really annoying player that pops yeah. up and makes it hard for, for the other side of cover. I'm surprised it was only 11 goals, because it felt like more. And maybe yeah. that's because he does the arrow every bloody time. Yeah. Um, that it uh, you notice it whenever he does. Yeah. Um, I also put Todd Marshall in. Um, they're very happy with how he's come along. Um, and do a, a bit of work for them mm. um, in, in the rucks. Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones as well. Yep. I think he's going to surprise a few people and be talked about in when it comes to All-Australian this year. Yeah. I think yeah. he's got a lot to give. I think one, uh, of, the, one of the ones to watch is um, Wiley Buzzer coming across from Geelong. When he did play, I thought he was all right. He could make an annoyance of himself. I thought he was like almost a defensive uh, wingman, if that makes sense. Uh, he's a goomba. I mean... He, he needs to play in the ruck because he hasn't got the skill to play anywhere else. Yeah, yep. Uh, there's a reason, you know, Geelong was screaming for a ruckman for half the year and he was still playing in the VFL. Yeah. I think that says enough about him. Um, now, I did my research uh, a week or so ago and under having a big year, I had Oli Wines. Ooh. And we find out he's injured again. Yep. Um, so he might be actually on the outer now. I mm. think it could be his last year at Port. They might get a little bit sick of him and he's still, you know, he's in the prime of his football life. They might think we can get value for him now and he'll go somewhere else and be an absolute superstar. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. The, um, the other thing I would say too, the only two players to play 22 games in the whole Port Adelaide side was Darcy Byrne-Jones and Connor Rosie. There you are. Um, if they're that reliable, geez, the future's bright for them. It's all right. But, uh, the scary yeah. part is that it means every other player has either been injured, suspended, or dropped through form. <laughs> and a lot of them were dropped too. So who's on the outer um, at Port Adelaide this year? Well, uh, Fred was obviously gone. Jack Watts, Joel Garner, those guys were 
you know, on the outer. I think they've, got a lot. they've got a lot of players that are on the outer at other clubs. <laughs> um, that's well, what's scary. Charlie Dixon has to be. Jack Watts, I think, is one who isn't because he'll be coming back um, from injury. Um, and he looked good before he did his knee last year. Uh, Dixon, again, it's going to be all down to injury. And I think he's not, yeah. as we speak, in whatever this is in uh, mid-February, I don't think he's doing full training yet. Dixon, yeah. I've got a feeling. Um, I mean, I'll put Westhoff in because he's 33. But they love what he brings to the side. But yeah. like I said, those youngsters are so exciting. And at 33, uh, how, how much longer are you going to be around for? Mm. Um, how do you feel about Stephen Motlop? I'm surprised he's still running around, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think you've got to put pressure on him. He he, he can turn it on. Um, yeah. You know, there's been those few times since he's been there where uh, they needed a goal in the last 30 seconds and he's broken through lines and, and kicked it. But yeah, but he's he's kicked 7-5 from 14 games. I'm, that I'm, is a shithouse return. I'm yeah. not a big fan of him when he left um, Geelong. Geelong anyway. Um, and I don't think he's proven to be any better at, at Port. He doesn't seem to have the the mental callousness you need sometimes to be an AFL football player. He but, seems to... And look, this is just commenting from the outside. Yeah. He seems to get... Um, the occasion gets to him sometimes. Yeah. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's just disinterested. I say more that. Like, his best and worst are very far apart. Um, and at times, it, it can be a liability, especially his field kicking. Um, what might have been one game this year I was watching uh, Port Adelaide play. must have been a Friday night game um, with uh, the old man. And we were... We counted, I think, eight or nine turnovers in a row from Jeez. from Motlop. We're going like he shouldn't touch the ball. Right? But the thing is, he's not short on talent, and that's of course that's the worst part about him is that other players who aren't as good will have worse games without the exposure. Yeah. But he is just a player that his best is so good that it kills you if you're a Port supporter to see him yeah. be mediocre. Um, okay, and the last one. How much pressure? Oh, sorry. You know, one more on the other is Trent McKenzie. He came over from uh, Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, he's played two games in two years. So. Yeah. You're going to get sick of that very quickly. Cam Sutcliffe is one, the same same sort of boat. One I do think who's going to cause some tough questions is Brad Ebert. Because he is a quality player yeah. and a heart and soul player. Yeah, absolutely. But he's on the downward spiral. Uh, only got out there for 11 games this year. Uh, 11 games, I think? Yeah, 11 yeah. games this year. He- head knocks are his issue too. Mm. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where, lad, if you're getting concussions regularly, yeah. give it away. He's got, he's got one more in him. Well, you know, maybe, maybe be nice to people. Stop knocking out. <laughs> but he's also one of those players that could have a, a future in coaching because he seems like a very, very switched on player. Nobody keeps getting those We've been talking about he's getting fucked up in the head. Sounds <laughs> 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 yeah. like media. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on Channel 7 commentary by next year. Um, on the outer and uh, the, the big one, I think, how much pressure is Hinkley under? Oh, it should be, all, it should all be pressure. pressure. Yeah. Look, um, their first few games are going to tell whether he gets a gig. Because they've got uh, if they the Suns in round one, yeah. If they lose that, uh, oh, he's in trouble. They've got Adelaide round two. They lose that, he's under a fuck ton of trouble. And North round three, they lose that, he's fucking gone. Yeah. Well, they won't announce it until about round ten, but he is fucked. If well, he, they lose the first three rounds. It doesn't help that they've got a, a president who's very active in the media, obviously. Um, yeah. But if they are zero and four, and I don't think they will be because Gold Coast round one. But if they lose that one, geez, it's going to be hard. Well, the problem they have is it's a Metricon, and it could be fucking blowing a gale up there. It could be raining. It could be anything. It could, it could be, be 41. Yeah. Yeah. You never fucking know. Uh, the, uh, out of those first three games, they only play one at Adelaide Oval, and that's against Adelaide. So yeah. that's no advantage there, really. Mm. Uh, they got uh, North in Tassie or? Uh, Marvel. Marvel. Well, that's lucky for them then. Um, yeah, although that's where North 
thrashed him last year. So <laughs> yeah. they, they might want the return leg. You never know. You never know. Exactly. Um, so uh, 2019, they were 10th with 11 wins. Where do you see them finishing this year? Well, I've got them um, taking a bit of a slide down the Snakes and Ladders board at 14. I feel like the list just doesn't deserve much higher, to be honest. I've got them even lower than that. I've got them at 15, um, only because I believe that they're going to bottom out a little bit. They have great youngsters, but yeah, they're young. Yeah. Um, and that means you don't know what's going to come in from week to week. Mm. Um but also, I think there's just so much pressure on the coach that they're going to make some desperate moves. Yep. Um, and if it backfires on them, then that's what all the talk comes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got them finishing uh, first again, same as last year. Oh, no, wait, wait. No, it's 11. Sorry, 11. <laughs> 11. Um, yeah, it's more like it. Just because you're dirty on them for... Not, <laughs> have you, have you not won a season it? of our, our ladder tipping yeah, yet, did. Josh? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on the scoreboard there. Yeah, that scoreboard's fucking changed. It's your scoreboard. No, we, <laughs> we won one each in the first three years. Remember that? I, 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 I thought know. we did too. I thought the scoreboard doesn't lie. No, yeah. someone fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I'm blaming Heath. But um, no, I've got them 11th. Um, oh, they're good and their worst is just so far apart. And I do feel like they're to win this season... They get games into Rosie, Butters, Dersma, uh, DBJ. That's a win. If they can get 20-plus games of those guys, they would be fucking ecstatic. It's a great list. It's just two years off the pace. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there's still a little bit more clean-out they need to do, but they won't do it too quickly. Because uh, the they'll make one. Get no one else to come in. That's why. Uh, yeah. they'll, they'll make one clean-out. In the um, coach's box. Yeah. Um, and also, because we've already done Adelaide and we all picked Adelaide to finish no better than 13th, that'll be, I think, the third year in a row with no mm. finals footy in South Australia, which means even more media pressure. Um, and there's a brand new coach across the road. Yeah. So they're going to focus on this uh, one. I think the pressure always falls on Adelaide greater in the media, though, just because um, uh, the more Michelangelo Ritchie knows more yes. Adelaide players. <laughs> He's got more ins there. All right, that'll do us. Yeah. Good luck. Peace. 